The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Let me tell you what, who deserves a shot in the United States. I'm the champion. I ought to know. You know, I've, I've been sizing up guys since I came to the WCW. And I think the one guy that stands out the most, the guy that I think has earned the title shot, El Dandy, I think you're a heck of a wrestler. You're a great technician in the ring, and you're a jam-up guy. Whoa. I don't see any Whoa. reason. Wait a minute. El Dandy has been wrestling in, in, in the cruiserweight division here. Please. He's a great wrestler. He's a great wrestler, but thank goodness sakes, he's 50 pounds. Who are you to, to, to doubt El Dandy? This guy's a serious professional. Well, let's talk about some serious about Hypnosis. Let's get so psychosis, psychosis. Whatever, whatever. He's a great wrestler, you know. Hello, and welcome to the Rawcast. I'm your host, Don DeLorente, and I'm joined by my co-host, Mo to the underscore Reese. What's going on, Mo? <laughs> Well, it's Wednesday, y'all, so people had to work. I ain't going to say no names, Don, but we're here. Um, you know, get a quality show from a unquality product. <laughs> so, <that's the> roll. <laughs> Thank you, Mo, to the underscore Reese for that lovely intro. Yes, we are uh, a day behind due to uh, conflicts and recording. Uh, but nonetheless, we are here to provide that same pro wrestling commentary with color on Monday Night Raw that we give you guys each and every week. Thank you to listening to the Rawcast, brought to you by CSPN. You can find us on the web at CSPN.us. You can also subscribe to the Rawcast. All you have to do is subscribe through iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, and just look for the new day holding the WrestleCast sign when you type in the WrestleCast in your search bar and the RawCast, SmackDown Matters, NXT Cast, the WrestleCast itself, and Cast of Strong Style will show up in your queue when new shows are available. So Mo to the underscore Reese, we're here to talk about Monday Night Raw, and it opens up with no, we're not, because again, no, again, heart head not my heart mo Meltzer. it's time for your 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 new segment sir and then we'll get into the review of monday night raw hey you about to you cut me all well, off i know that you know you received, a, you, received a, you received an important phone call pre-production so i know my time is limited wow wow you snitching you snitching <laughs> you snitching no it's cool but i just want to get this out let's get this out the way real quick I mean, it's a lot that a lot, quite a lot, but quite a few bit. So we're going to start with probably the biggest news coming out of um, WWE. Um, so NXT had their cuts. Um, not going to really go through the list because it was, well, some, some notable names. Uh, Vanessa Bourne got cut, and that's really disappointing because I was really hoping that she would come up to the main roster and make a splash, so to speak, but she's gone. Um, one of the um, names, um, Drake Young, a.k.a. Drake Works, um, very problematic um, referee official um, in NXT. He rubbed people, a lot of people the wrong way. He was doing a lot of things, like showing up to... Um, town hall meetings in his NXT polo. He 
he was wearing his mask. He was very um, anti-vaccine. Uh, he was just doing a lot. And he got, he got he rubbed some, some of the talent and production people the wrong way, too. So um, he is gone. But I guess now that he wants to... Um, he wants to um, restart his um, his um, wrestling career. He he was a um, he was a um, wrestler doing like death matches or something like that. So that's that on that one. And probably the biggest name um, wrestling wise is the Velveteen Dream. Yes. Velveteen Dream is officially gone from the WWE NXT. Um, you know, we, we all remember when he was on um, Tough Enough, and we saw that he had the he had everything going to be successful, but he got eliminated. And then I was like, "Damn, hope he get picked up." The next thing you know, WWE signed him, had him doing a Dream gimmick, and he gave us some quality matches, you know, some just some great content. The next thing you know, came out that he was um, grooming. He was allegedly, well, say allegedly grooming um, young men in his um, Instagram DMs, you know, asking questions and things like that. And then once he got released, he released a statement about what happened. You know about about that whole incident. He released that. He released a statement about that, and it was like uh, I want to say as I want to say the iOS iOS press release um, that he did. But apparently, another thing that really they said what really got him released was he was um, he was had a bad reputation backstage, like he was um, missing. Um, he got too many car accidents. Um, it's an artist who does like those specialty t-shirts for the WWE. Mm-hmm. Um, Raw, I forgot his last name, but um, he said it. Dream was very unprofessional. Well, Patrick Clark rather was very unprofessional to work with, and that, and and also it was basically like they said he was um coming down to the he would come down to the ring and open the shows up. And they thought he was going to be either doing like coach classes or something else, but that was like a growing concern there. But they just let him go, and you know, he—I don't know what's going to happen for him next. But he may not. I don't think he's going to get touched by anyone else. So he might be doing indies or doing something else because not buying like we'll see him pop up on AEW, not gonna see him pop up on NWA, maybe not TNA or Ring of Honor. So don't know. Just a waste of talent. And it's just sucks that happens, but people go their own way. Yeah, man, two years, two years ago, if you would have told me that they would be releasing Velveteen Dream, I would be like, oh, he had to do some foul shit because it's not going to be based off his 
lack of wrestling ability or lack of uh you know charisma or anything like that and that's exactly what happened um so yeah so now people can uh, maybe find someone else to ridicule uh and when it comes to up to why certain people still have jobs and certain people don't they can't go to the velveteen dream well anymore because he no longer has a job well austin theory is still there yeah and riddle is on the main roster so yeah i mean there's plenty of people that the fans can uh transfer their outreach to yeah. all right next on the docket so <sighs> We have another shakeup at the Raw, at the uh, Raw announce, um, announce desk. Um, Vernick, whatever my name is, he's out. It, it came out, it was like, the, 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 the release came the day said that they mutually parted ways, but they did WWE, um, worded it that way worded that way but um he i think he um he was let go but he's just saying we usually agree to part ways so um yeah that was uh uh you know they they let uh sheamus take a shot at him on monday night raw and then less than 12 hours later he was fired um everybody like he he hit him or something or what no, 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 no. He, he, he was uh, talking. He was on the microphone, and he was like, um, he was like, they'll let anybody get a chance. It's an open challenge. I'd even let the dude right here, Adnan, who's not that good on commentary. Oh. I'd give him a shot. Okay. So, yeah, um, so. so yeah, so Adnan didn't even get his uh, benefits. He didn't even get the envelope to sign up for his benefits package. <laughs> so apparently, they have his replacement. Tom Phillips. Um, oh no. Nope. I, I wish. Anybody that saw um, we saw Tom Phillips trending and we were thinking like, yo, bring him back. <laughs> nope. They're gonna um the, the new lead announced role will go to Jimmy Smith. Who the hell is that? Now if you're wondering who Jimmy Smith was, um for those of us that say no to free shows on the NXT um, takeovers. He is the former MMA um, announcer um, that they brought in. Oh, so he's the dude who they've been like showing, giving like little bit analyst tips. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I know, like by the ring. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So he's gonna be a new. And I guess he, he, Michael Cole, is giving him great reviews and everything. So. It's, That's gonna be the new guy. It's gotta be hard to be the lead announcer on Raw when you got Vince McMahon screaming in your ear and you got like a damn seventy five word catalog of things and phrases you can't say and gotta try to remember that and hit your time cues for the commercials to go in and out and announce the matches and the participants and set things up. I mean it's gotta be like a lot, 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 lot going on. <laughs> Yeah, I remember Mick Foley when he he had when he was doing announcing. He said he, he that was a thing he couldn't stand was Vince in his head. Right, right. All right, John Cena has heat. 
backstage because one of um a breast run for Fast Furious Nine. He said that Taiwan will be the first country to watch the be able to watch the movie. And that rubbed China the wrong way. China doesn't recognize Taiwan as a country. If you want to know about their history, go look it up on Wikipedia, the history of Taiwan and their people of China. So um, it's a lot going on with that. So he um, did an um, apology in Mandarin, and apparently that um, apology isn't going too well back um, at um, the WWE. Um, with folks at WWE, and it was he was advertised. They were trying to get him to come back for the um, SmackDown Go Home show um, for Money in the Bank in July when the fans will be back, which is another next weekend. But yeah, so Cena got heat, and knowing them, he got he has an ally in JBL. So JBL decided to, to go to Twitter and say. Um, John Cena has um, ran over 600 make a wish. He's did blah 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 blah, and he stands with him. So he has an ally in JBL. So as I stated previously, um, WWE is going back on the road. Um, the first three cities that they're going to will be Houston. Um, for the SmackDown Go Home Show for Money in the Bank, um, Fort Worth for Money in the Bank, to the pay per view that Sunday in July, and um, the Monday Night Raw after that will be in Dallas. And then they announced the next three cities will be Cleveland, Kansas City, and Minneapolis. Um, Y'all go look up the press release for WWE. And I'll give you those dates. Um, so if they're coming to your town, you know, go grab a ticket, get your mask, get your vaccine, get yourself vaccinated, and go watch some programs. Um, let's see what else we got. Um, Finn Balor. Is looking to come back to the main roster, um, so that's a good look for him. I guess he wanted to rejuvenate himself, and we're going to NXT to do so. So he will. He, he's looking to come back to um, Raw SmackDown in the near future. Uh, which they say. Which one do you think he would flourish on the most? I know everybody's saying Raw needs um, celebrities and things like that. We need more, more star power. But I was just thinking about what great program we could get with Roman and Finn Balor. We could get the the match we never got that we were supposed to have when Finn right. was the title holder and, uh, on Raw. Right. But you know, first Jimmy Uso, I mean Jay Uso would be like, "I'm gonna get him, I'm gonna get him, Uso." <laughs> you already know he's gonna step up and be like, "You gotta go through the right hand man, Uso." 
no telling if Jimmy if um Jimmy Uso will be the left hand man um by the time that feed is over with. <laughs> um Norman Smiley is working with Eva. Um so you should be happy to hear that. Her wrestling skills are about to be through the roof. He probably will teach her a big wiggle and she gonna come out there doing some kind of white girl form of that. <laughs> um so once again, um Dawn, you should watch main event this week. Um Um it's gonna be I think it's Ricochet and Mustafa Ali. So you should give that give it a watch. I know you're not, but I'm just throwing it out there. Give um give main event a chance. Oh my gosh. Uh, main event matters. Hashtag main event matters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Is that all you? Um, oh, you still got oh, I got, got like three more. Run through them real quick. Um, Mark Henry um, lost. Um, got um, showing off his new weight loss. And Nikki said he got like twenty pounds to go. So, does he look like Mark Henry, eighteen year old? First, fresh into the WWE week. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Look like like some like smart around that size, but that was that was um. You know, Mark Henry was fresh, fresh. You no know, weightlifter. You no know, fresh into the company. Mm-hmm. I was watching the um. I was watching that um the clip of the Rock when he gave them the Rolexes and gave um for the picture of himself. <laughs> He was like, "Tell him on my, tell him rock, tell him on, tell him on camera. He's gonna get the, he'll get it, um, get it fit, um, get it adjusted to fit him, fit his hand, his arm, his wrist, and everything." And he gave him the picture. He was like, "I was like, the, this is we we had something special with the rock." <laughs> and turning heel was the best thing that happened for him. Oh yeah, for sure. Um. Um, they were layoffs. Um, WWE Studios. Um, a lot of people were um, like due to production with the WWE Network got laid off. So, you know, and then Kathy Kelly, she's still with the company. No. Okay, she she spoke out about that. She was very upset about that. So, because that was her, that was her, that was her like main department was the digital. So. Oh wow. Yeah, so I I guess those are the people who run their YouTube and uh, WWE.com and they do a lot of the um, like highlight packages production. They kind of handled all of that with the digital media. Um, And so with what I heard was with them selling the network to Peacock, that they're gonna let Peacock handle all of that stuff internally, so now that department is no longer needed. Say the fuck up a good thing. Yeah, because a lot of that YouTube content and the promos were far better than a lot of the content that they prepared for Raw. Um, you allowed to wrestlers to get their personalities across definitely you could tell that the 
production was more loose and and the guys saying I, I bet you to a person they would probably say they enjoyed doing the YouTube hits far more better than you know going out there in front of the crowd and having to navigate through Vince McMahon's speech uh, and his jargon so um, sorry so um Apparently, there was a rumor going around that Keith Lee had got released, but that rumor was quickly squashed. And he said that he still, he said he'll explain everything that's going on. You know that same old generic statement he's been saying he's going to explain when the time is right. And I'm like, okay, it's like people, it's like fans, you have fans that are concerned, you know, they don't know what's going on, so it could be something serious, but, you know. He's saying he's he's fine. He's limitless. I know what you said um, when we talked yesterday. Well, I think it was yesterday. I showed showed you the tweet and everything. It was like he must have a career-ending injury. Mm-hmm. And I was like, right? Can you say it, it should be that take you that long um, for you not to have nothing? And I was like, well, Alistair Black has been off of TV since. But he's just not making. But Alistair Black was also hurt the last got got injured in the last time we saw him on TV though. So in theory, he was hurt. Right. So that's what I'm saying. So, I think he may have a he may have an injury or he may be injured and they've just never disclosed it. Because with the help that Raw needs and a guy his size that clearly people gravitate towards watching him wrestle it doesn't seem like they could that he would be out of the mix for this long without something you know uh 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 walking through the back or uh uh, uh, you know something to let everybody know that hey he's still around right um yes and then me and him was like they was was parents were basically like, why don't you just tell us what's going on? And me and him was like, it's none of your business, which she has a point to say in there. But, mm-hmm. you know, some fans more invested than others, so they want to know what's going on with their favorite competitor. So, um, he's still saying he will provide an update when it's ready, when it's time when it's time to do so. So, we'll wait wait until that comes around. Um, the last bit of information is we haven't seen Edge since WrestleMania. Um, he had some playing time off after after that after his um, being in the triple threat with um, Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan. So he's taking some time off to like, maybe probably just either watch the kids while Beth was at NXT or just you know relax, mm-hmm. heal himself up. Well, hopefully, man, whatever it is, he comes up off of that generic statement and goes into some detail or somebody breaks a story uh, where, you know, they entail what's been going on and he has to come out and, you know, confirm or deny elements of the story. Uh, Because, like I said, just too talented not to have something, at least not to be walking through the back or, you know, standing lurking you know there's a million things they could do to keep him relevant but they haven't tried any of those things yet that's just the only reason why i'm thinking uh he's injured okay now that was for keith lee now what about edge 
Edge. Um, I think Edge is probably don't overdo it. You know, what I mean, he, he, you know, we don't really know how many bumps that net can take. In all honesty, so you know, go ahead, take your time, come back, do your quarterly matches or whatever, and you can extend this out for another two or three years. Yep. So that's all I got for the Mo Meltzer news segment. All right. Now it's time for us to get into Raw, Monday Night Raw. MVP opens things up. He brings out the WWE champion, Bobby Lashley. And he's got a whole different set of women that he had from last week. Uh, the, 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 the overwhelming... Um, thoughts of everybody was uh far less overwhelming uh than last week uh the the stable that bobby lashley came out with so uh thumbs down this week for the selections uh of mvp and bobby lashley when it came to yeah the if i had more hands i'd give more thumbs down the eye candy but after a recap of kofi kingston pinning lashley last week mvp asked for a round of applause for the champion at the same time, they're coming up on the return of fans where you can see Bobby Lashley in person. That brings MVP to Drew McIntyre, who Lashley has beaten a few times now, meaning they are sick of him. MVP likes the idea of Kofi Kingston rising up to face Bobby Lashley, and he did. But the dark cloud got involved, and then we hear Drew's music. Again, McIntyre says everyone knew he was going to be there last week, and now he wants his one-on-one rematch for the title. He gets in the ring and asks the ladies if Lashley has the testicular fortitude to face him one-on-one. The women back off and Bobby Lashley isn't having this, but then here comes the New Day to interrupt. Kofi is reminding us multiple times that he pinned Bobby Lashley last week. Lashley brings up Drew McIntyre's interference, and with that, Kofi thinks that he should get a rematch because he never got his official rematch after losing the WWE title to Brock Lesnar. He says, why is McIntyre getting rematch after rematch after rematch? McIntyre isn't cool with that, but here's Adam Pierce to make a number one contenders match with the winner between Kofi and Drew getting Bobby Lashley at the Hell in the Cell pay-per-view. Cool. Kofi, uh, <laughs> Kofi was pretty good on the mic here. He was. He, he, he definitely um, stated his case and made you know, point points were made. So, you know, kudos off the hit. Kudos to him. So, Drew McIntyre versus Kofi Kingston. A spine buster to a setup power bomb gets a two count. McIntyre goes shoulder first into the post. Kofi sends him to the outside and dives onto McIntyre and Lashley. Uh, MVP was like, I might not have a cane, but my knee still messed up. He got the hell out of the way. Uh, back in the ring, the SOS from Kofi gets a two count which brings into the ring MVP and Bobby Lashley. They attack both competitors, and that is a double counter. Or, excuse me, double disqualification. <laughs> double count out. Double disqualification, excuse me. Um, they were they were wrestling, wrestling. This match got over 20 minutes. Uh, long, long match, three segments um, uh, to not have a winner, so... A lot of time invested for the setup 
of uh, something a little bit later. Uh, after the match, there is there is a big brawl because, you know, Lashley and MVP are trying to soften up their opponents. And uh, Drew McIntyre ends up clearing the ring. As he always do. Rhea Ripley comes up to Charlotte Flair in the back with Charlotte saying she knows Ripley wants to be like her. A challenge is set, but then here is Nikki Cross to say one of them can fight her instead. Charlotte says she's busy, but if she had the chance, she would beat Nikki Cross in two minutes. Rhea Ripley is free, though, and will wrestle her much later on to Nikki's delight for the $3. Um, man... I am so they need to infuse some new people into this raw women's division. I'm tired of Oscar Rhea and Charlotte over and over and over and over and over again. It's all we've had since WrestleMania. It's all we had after WrestleMania. It's like, come on, man. We got Naomi right there. Who still owe the title shot. Exactly. Um, Nikki Cross though, I, I you know, we're trying to even though as I'm complaining, we do have Nikki Cross showing up back on TV for the first time uh, in quite a while, uh, trying to, you know, I guess, intercede and cause a little bit of variation into the mix of what we've been seeing on Raw as far as the women's division goes and the singles ranks. So we'll see how this plays out a little bit later on. Uh, even Marie, she's talking about people who uh work together to make her happen and now she wants to be a hero instead of just playing one on TV and that brings us to Rhea Ripley versus Nikki Cross non-title match Nikki Cross wins the match if she can last the full two minutes Rhea Ripley drop kicks Nikki and knocks her down with 30 seconds to go Rhea Ripley hammers away at Nikki Cross in the corner and stomps Cross down but time expires so uh, Nikki Cross, realizing she won, does a Bo Dallas victory lap around the ring. And then after the match, here comes Charlotte for her match with Nikki Cross mocking Charlotte, making funny faces and dancing. Uh, Nikki Cross was very excited with herself. Nikki Cross been happy in the past couple of weeks. She was getting TV time. <laughs> I'll be showing off too. Drew McIntyre and Kofi Kingston, they come in to see Adam Pierce, who makes a rematch for the number one contendership next week. Kofi Kingston is cool with that as long as MVP and Bobby Lashley are kept away from the ringside area and, and, and from interfering. McIntyre is down with it as well. And the two men have a staring contest as we go to commercial break. Is that what Adam, um, Adam Pierce said? He, he, he's the one of them come down to the ring. That was suspended for ninety days. You know, Bobby Lashley will be suspended. No, this, that's a little bit later on. Wait, I thought they had the match. They had the match. They had the match to start off the show, and then they. This was the after match where they complained to Adam Pearce that they need to do it again. Adam Pearce was like, "We'll run it back next week," and then he was like, uh, "You know, Kofi was just like, hey, make sure Bobby okay. and them can't mess around with us." Um, so that brings us to Charlotte versus Oscar. Charlotte misses the big boot, but swings around to hit a spinning elbow for a two count. Charlotte goes for the knee, but gets kicked in the head by Asuka. The Asuka lot goes on to Charlotte, but Charlotte flips backwards into a cradle, and she pins Asuka once again. Uh, Shallon Shogun MA, I'm pretty sure, is through the moon uh, with this result. 
Dormammu. <laughs> I don't know what they're going to do with Asuka. Um, she doesn't have a partner that she could tag with, you know, right out the knowledge of someone that would make sense uh, since Kari Sane is back in Japan now. Um, so she's taken a lot of losses here lately in the singles division, which nobody likes. Nobody um, likes. So it's going to be very interesting uh, through the rest of the summer to see where Oscar goes um, going into SummerSlam and in those months after that. Adam Pierce needs to see Bobby Lashley. So Bobby Lashley MVP come in to see Adam Pierce, who tells him to stay out of the next week's number one contenders match. If Lashley does interfere, he will be suspended without pay for 90 days. And of course, Bobby Lashley does not like that. But MVP is there to be the cooler head. Uh, that holds him back from going after Adam Pierce. He told him, uh, he was like, and then he's like, and up in your range where you're at, he's like, that's a whole lot of money. <laughs> uh, we look at Cedric Alexander joining the Hurt Business and then being kicked out along with Shelton Benjamin. Alexander blamed Shelton Benjamin and then lost to him a few weeks ago on Raw. So that brings us to the matchup, the rematch, Shelton Benjamin versus Cedric Alexander. Before the match, Cedric says that he is tired of carrying the washed-up Shelton. The Hurt Business kicked Shelton out, and Cedric says he was just collateral damage. The pay dirt is countered into a roll-up for two. The Dragon Whip drops Alexander, and the rolling suplex, the German suplex, excuse me, rocks him again. A poke to the eye gets Cedric out of trouble, and then he hits the Neuralizer to get the win over Shelton Benjamin. They was running back a lot of matches um, from last week. Apparently, um, they ripped they ripped up the, um, they was doing a lot of ripping up of the, of the strip scripts. So, he, um, so they, had, they ran back, they rematched a couple of matches and everything. So, this is why we got this match again. We get a video history of RK Bro. That leads us to Matt Riddle versus Xavier Woods. Woods heads to the apron but gets kneed in the head, setting up a rather scary looking apron German suplex for a two count. Uh, yeah, it looked like Xavier was going to land squaw on his neck and shoulders. And at the last minute, he kind of rolled it over and like landed mostly on his arm. Uh, the floating bro misses and Woods nails a rolling elbow. With nothing else working, Riddle busts out the RKO out of nowhere and gets the pin over Xavier Woods. Randall Keith Orton was not too thrilled. He said he wanted to say nice for him, but then he was like, don't, don't steal my shit or something like that. He said on Twitter. You know, Randy Orton likes to tweet in the middle of the night. Didn't know that about Randy, but okay. Yeah, he tweets. He, he, he normally tweets like in the middle of the night, um, like like one two in the morning. He'll be up tweeting about the show, and he tweets said that tweet out about um, Riddle using his finisher. Charlotte, she's granted a women's title match against Rhea Ripley at Hell in a Cell. Wow, <laughs> really, right? Such a, a mystery of what was going to happen. Uh, AJ Styles is taking on Jackson Riker. 
Styles sends uh, Riker to the outside for the baseball slide. And here's Elias to knee AJ Styles in the face. Back in, the swinging boss man slam gives Riker the pin and the win. After the match, Omos finds Elias in the timekeeper's area. Uh, it's a very awesome visual with the camera looking up. Uh, over Elias' shoulder, so almost looked like he was nine feet tall. Uh, almost chases uh, Elias and Riker to the stage. Elias falls down and then gets pounced into the set, breaking up and sparking off some of the electronics around the Thunderdome Raw set. Yeah. Uh, uh, secretly, without us really having a big payoff for it, or or a big lead up to it, they've turned almost an AJ Styles into baby faces, like oh, ten days removed from beating the New Day as heels to get the title. But they're still. You said how many days? Uh, it's been probably about three weeks or so, a month or so now. To a month. Yeah. Yeah, so give us a month, and they really changed AJ Styles almost into babyface. Yeah, which was what April. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so almost two months now. Yeah, that's why I told you. I told you that's they're booking them like faces, and you like somebody gotta be the face in this match. I'm like, I said it was two heels. You know, it'd been a uh, um, it'd have been a wonky finish. But from what I was, I, I read a couple weeks ago, they're having the um, the Thunderdome audience still boo AJ, even though he's the, the book is showing that they book like faces. Mm. Video on the Umberto Carrillo versus Sheamus uh, saga, and that leads us to another match between Sheamus and Umberto Carrillo. And Sheamus has been one of the most dominant United States champions in the history of the WWE. He is intent on sending a message here to Korea. Oh, look at this from the start, the intensity we're seeing from Sheamus. You can, you can feel that Sheamus just wants to end this problem, this continuous issue he's had with Korea. History has taught us, Byron, that Sheamus does not take too well to being humiliated. Carrillo has embarrassed Sheamus in the past. Sheamus looking to make Umberto pay for his sins tonight. To your point, Corey, those who do not learn from history are doomed to repeat it. You have to wonder if Carrillo can overcome recent history. Carrillo's got to be thankful he can just compete here tonight. We mentioned the injury he suffered a couple weeks ago. Luckily for Carrillo, it wasn't anything major, nothing catastrophic or career-threatening, but in the moment, certainly a scary situation. And again, we've been very impressed, to your point, Byron, with the grit of Umberto Carrillo, willing to stand up and oh, suffer the beatings at the hands of the United States champion. But as much as Umberto can take, Sheamus is happy to dish out twice as much. Oh, oh gosh. This is what we talked about. It's not just about hurting your opponent for Sheamus. It's about embarrassing, trying to demoralize your opponent. But Sheamus astonished. He was not expecting this from Carrillo. We've seen this for weeks from Carrillo. Sheamus should not be surprised. Oh! Sheamus caught with a big kick. Carrillo showing a spark and a big drop kick here. This is the first time Carrillo now has shown a little bit of energy. Oh, my God! about Carrillo. This is the Carrillo that Sheamus has created. Oh, slam. Come 
And Sheamus unhappy with his performance. And now the United States champion looking to cinch in the Cloverleaf submission. Carrillo's going to rue the day. Whoa! Ricochet! Ricochet off the top rope! We know Ricochet's been a thorn in the side of Sheamus for the past several weeks. Now Ricochet just got an idea from Carrillo. Wow! Got off his own high flying ability, and now Carrillo trying to warm up Ricochet. The aerial show continues. Halfway across the ring, Carrillo connects. Now Sheamus and Ricochet's drop zone. Springboard 450. Oh. What does this tell you, Corey? This tells you about the growing list of enemies that Sheamus has created for himself. Being a champion in WWE will do that to anyone, Saxton, but it's very crystal clear the Celtic warrior not popular amongst his peers. Better watch your back, Sheamus. Yeah, we're pretty rookie. Got that lick thing. <laughs> Um, what is up with Ricochet? Uh, the look is a little bit different. Trying to have some edge. Maybe a little bit too late on picking up on that game from MVP. Uh, yeah, very, very late on picking up on that game from MVP. Um, do, but do you think that that will appeal to someone that will having that maybe rougher edge? Mm -hmm not being so smiley and happy to be there all the time. You think that that could, could change some fortunes? It may. Uh, we recap last week's screwy finish to the women's tag team title match. Shayna Baszler is, uh, and plus Shayna Baszler making uh, Natty tap out on SmackDown, setting up tonight's rematch. Nia Jackson and Shayna Baszler are still bickering about Reginald. Uh, Baszler wants Reginald to stay in the back tonight and threatens violence if he comes to ringside and costs them the match. Uh, Eva Marie says that she is in great shape and she likes helping people get into great shape too. And now we have our main event of the evening Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler versus Tamina and Natalia for the women's tag team titles. Natalia hits the discus lariat on Shayna Baszler, but Reginald gets on the apron to cause a distraction. And that allows uh, Baszler's small package to only get a two count. Shayna then sends him away from ringside but Reginald goes up the ramp and the big pyro goes off and it knocks him down that distraction allows Natalia to roll up Shayna Baszler and the Natty and Tamina retain the women's tag team titles <laughs> so, so they've been Everybody's been complaining about Reggie being all up in the videos, so somebody trying to get Reggie all up out the videos. That somebody might be Shanna Baszler, because after the match, she helps Reginald up, and then she yokes him up, saying that she wants the Circle, the circle do Soleil Somalier next week, where she will make him wish he died in that explosion. And that is how Monday Night Raw ended. So we have a new uh, lead voice of Monday Night Raw start next week because Adnan Ver grand opening, grand closing. Um, and we'll see how it goes from there. So hopefully uh, the show's been picking up a little bit the past couple of weeks. You know, it hasn't been just totally hard. Distraction. Huh? They had like, you know, they had playoffs, you know, all the playoffs 
so they had like very a low rating, but it was a solid show. Yeah, I thought it was a really good show. I thought it flowed along really well. I thought that, um, well, you know, I'm just tired of some of the same rehashing we're getting on Raw over and over again. I liked for them to, like I said all the time, I just think that sometimes they overthink it and they just need to put some jobbers out there, let some guys get some wins, debut some, you know, potential top-notch baby faces through that medium and kind of add a little bit more uh, variety to the show. I just didn't think that Raw so stagnant right now that people are just kind of used to how it operates, especially in the writer's room and things like that. They don't seem like they're taking a lot of chances. And maybe it's set up that way with everybody being afraid of Vince and, and what type of reprimand will happen if people decide to kind of branch out on their own. Yeah. Um, also, before we, before we go any further, those um those promos that they were doing advertising the company going back on the road with fans were trash. So that's the reason why they ain't touched my review, sir. I, I, don't, I don't be wasting my time. I'll let the listeners know. Tridash. Um. Things that stood out to you. What'd you like uh, out of this episode? Wow. I mean, I like Drew and Kofi. Um, I like what happened at the end of um, AJ and um, um, the right Jason Wright was surprised that AJ took the took the pin. I mean, I did got got to take some losses sometimes, but it did come with interference though, so I get it. Um, that's about it. I mean, not really. It was just a okay show. Not really stood out. Um, Adnan, Adnan, whatever his name is, Bernie, out the door. Um, we hardly knew you because you was like messed up from the start, right? I gave you a nice trial run and you didn't couldn't cut it. Hmm. Well, that was Monday Night Raw for this week, so I'm going to turn it over to Mr. Moe to the underscore Reese for, oh, one more thing. We were able to get into the Twitter spaces. I, I have access now, so it's no longer fake news. So thank you to everybody who joined us on Monday Night Raw inside the Twitter space. And we got to hear their voices and, and laugh and joke. It was a lot of fun, very interesting concept and medium. So what we're going to try to do uh, next month in June is our pay-per-view our show right before the money in uh, hell in the cell pay-per-view see i'm i'm still basing that things on the old schedule um we're going to do something where we have the recording of this episode also on the twitter spaces so you can listen to the show's live raw feed through the twitter space as we record this and then at the end we're going to open the twitter space up for questions and then we'll let you guys send you guys a link through your dm dm us that you want to speak 
we'll dm you back the link to the recording and then you can get into the video chat with us and ask questions shout outs comments critique the show disagree with something we said in the review or whatever stood out to you guys so we're going to try to use the twitter spaces to interact with the listeners of the various episodes here so be on the lookout for that in june we'll be promoting it all month leading up until that podcast and that'll be our first experiment with it and we'll you know fine-tune it but we'll just want to be able to interact with the fans of this episode and do it in a way that it could also add some more content to the patreon as well so i'm looking forward to that we'll call that the rawcast live so uh be on the lookout for that when that drops uh next month in june so now mr mo to the underscore reese i'm gonna turn it over to you for your shout outs and thank yous uh shout out to you dong for that episode um, shout out to Jay, Kennedy, um, DJ um, Ladies Night, um, episode of SmackDown Madness. Um, shout out to Queen Melmendi, Jubilee Julep. Um, uh, Six Foot Apple. Um, everybody else who was in the um, space with us, Khaled Ren. Um, there's a couple of people who's in there. Um, shout out to Semi holding down NXT cast and um, AEW Dynamite cast on the Patreon. You know, pay actually hear her rants. It's worth the money. Um, shout out to Amwal Stallman, Terry's boy. Uh, shout out to Classic uh, Mel because Mel always gets shout outs. And Gray, I hope you're doing well. Sam, you too. Um, Shout out to Ms. V. Shout out to everyone else who's in the, up and in with us every week in the hashtags. Um, yeah, that's about it for me. Well, thank you, Mr. Mo, to the underscore Reese, as always, for joining me here on the Rawcast. I'd like to thank Miss Jade to the max, Miss Cammy D, and Miss Didi Jonay for that great episode of SmackDown Matters we recorded last week. If you haven't listened to the ladies' night, please do. Highly entertaining, as always, shenanigans and detours, but, you know, they all bring it back to the thing that we're here to talk about in the end eventually but very entertaining uh thank you to everybody who joins us each and every week throughout the year for the rawcast and hashtag and thank you for people who joined us in the twitter space as well like i said earlier gonna try to use that thing to become more interactive thanks to all the ladies uh who are the members of the glow and the wrestle bays we definitely appreciate you guys each and every week rocking with us sharing your commentary with color listening to the podcast um so for my co-host mr mo to the underscore reese i'm your host don delarente check out the patreon page patreon.com forward slash cspn media and you have been listening to the raw cast please stay tuned for the parting promo Life is great. But it should be. However, sadly, we have this perennial dark cloud that just seems to continue to hang over us. And that petty, bitter, crass 
dark cloud has a name, and that name is Drew McIntyre. Now, we already know how our beautiful lady friends feel about Drew McIntyre, but champ, tell us, please, what's your feelings on Mr. McIntyre? Let me see. I beat Drew McIntyre at WrestleMania. I beat Drew and Braun Strowman at WrestleMania Backlash. So if it was up to me, it's a no-go, Drew McIntyre. We don't want to see anymore. Done with all that, right? Done. And we tried to move on. We did. You were gracious enough to offer an open challenge to anyone that had the courage to step up and face the Almighty. And much to my surprise, that scrawny little drug drink, dreadlock cartoon character, uh, Kofi Kingston. He thinks just because he was a WWE champion at one point, he could step up and face the champion. And he did. But once again, that dark cloud had to rear its ugly head. You knew, I knew, everyone watching knew Drew McIntyre was going to walk out here eventually because your business is my business. And my business is getting back the WWE Championship. Here we go again. Yeah, yeah here we go again. If it wasn't for you, I'd have beat him at WrestleMania. If it wasn't for Braun, I'd have defeated you at Backlash. I want my one-on-one -on -one rematch for the WWE Championship. And I think deep down, you want that match too. Don't listen to him, don't look at him. I know what kind of competitor you are, Bobby. You want to prove to yourself once and for all, you are the number one superstar on Monday Night Raw. Then again, I could be wrong. Maybe, Deep down, you know you don't quite measure up to Drew McIntyre. Maybe, just maybe, the Almighty doesn't quite have the balls. Let me double check. Ladies, does the Almighty actually have any balls? Hey, hey, what? Stop. Plus, last week, you lost to Kofi Kingston, mate. I didn't get beat by Kofi. You came and you hit me in the face with MVP's cane. But you know what I find so pathetic and desperate from you? Is that you had to go to those measures to find a win over me. That's where you had to go. Boys, look, y'all are making some incredible points out there. You really are. And I know that things tend to move fast around here. But let us not breeze by the fact that last week, Kofi Kingston pinned the WWE champion, Bobby Lashley. That did happen. No. I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say it one more time just in case you didn't hear me. Kofi Kingston pinned the almighty WWE champion, Bobby Lashley. For what? Did you thank him? You are welcome. What? what? Uh, come uh, again, what? Ethan Hahn, you can hear. You heard what the man said. Come, come, hold on, hold on. Shut up, MVP. I want to talk to Drew. What'd you say, Drew? Did you, you thank Drew? Drew? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What'd you say, bro? 
What you say, bro? What you say, bro? It seems it seems as though you're insinuating. You're welcome. Okay, okay. It seems like you're insinuating that I wouldn't have been able to beat Bob Lastly if it wasn't for you. Is that what you're saying, Drew? I'm not saying that. That sounds like what you're saying, though. Look, Drew. Look, I didn't ask for you to come up in my corner. That corner's not reserved for you. That corner is reserved for your boys. You? The New Day, not you. Okay. Look, I didn't need your help. That's why I didn't ask for your help. The reason why I came out and answered Bob Lastly's open challenge was because I never got a WWE Championship title rematch. That's why I came out. And being that you know something about rematches, being that you seem to get rematch after rematch after rematch after rematch after rematch, myself and the WWE Universe would like you to step your ass to the side and get in line behind me, being that I did something that you haven't been able to do in months, Drew. And that is pin Bobby Lashley. Got a point there.